This episode is brought to you by Odd Mo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmoes.com. This episode is also brought to you by Canby Foursquare Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Canby, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Goal can't be in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. (laughs) I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. (laughs) With an old maid daughter that makes the best moonshine in the coast. (laughs) If it would have hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? Welcome back to another episode of Now Hear This Can Be. I'm Tyler Clausen, and today we're back in the studio with uh, two people that, I mean, they're they're like hanging out behind the curtain. They're the wizards of the Oz. They're making it all happen. Can Be exists because they're doing it, right? We have Jamie Stickle and Tyler Neiser, which real quick, uh, before we go any further, I found out something very important uh, right before we started recording. <laughs> Um, Tyler has not seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> this is breaking news. Yeah. We're going to put this as a headline on Canby first. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> Star Wars, though. Okay. I mean, Star Wars at least that's something, right? I mean, like, the original trilogy is great. We get a little dicey after. <laughs> I like that. I like that he just found like an obscure reference to like glom onto. Like, I haven't seen that, but I have seen. <laughs> Just to to kind of... I'm guessing he's had this conversation before. He was very quick. True. Right? True. But Star Wars, right? (laughs) First of all, congratulations (laughs) on Star Wars. Uh, (laughs) But I would say, as we're going into, you know, October... I mean, we're not going into... We're almost... We're halfway through at this... We're more than halfway. We're like three quarters... Crazy. Oh, my gosh. I can't keep up. Halloween is next week. Yeah. Do you remember (laughs) when you were young and the people who are a little bit older or your parents would say like time goes so fast time goes so fast yeah. and then you think that's not going to happen to me and then now we're the ones going wow we're really like far <laughs> into october and yeah. we never really saw that coming and wasn't it, was, it just I 2017 genuinely was like we're still in september mm-hmm. for some reason but i heard someone explain it that um when you're a kid time goes slower because you haven't experienced as much of your life and so as you're older you've i, I can't remember how hmm. the phrase it's goes, that you, it's your like, your window of experience is shorter the younger that you are so when you're you know 40 which neither of us are none of us are i don't think no i'm yeah, not definitely <laughs> not um that you know when you get 40 or 50 that so much of your life has gone by that you're like i've I've wasted this or I've lived through this or I've experienced that and it feels like time is fleeting because you know how 
it feels to think about when you were 20 yeah. or 10 or I five. genuinely was in my car today driving, thinking about high school and, you know, as one does. And uh, I was like, yeah, when I was 17, life was like this, blah, blah, blah. And then it clicked. I did the math. I'm 17 older, 17 years older right now than I was when I was 17. I've I've lived two lifetimes at of that hmm. life yeah. at this point. That kind of messed with me a little bit. <laughs> Think <laughs> got, about how many weird. times you should have watched The Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings. Thank you for bringing it back because I was just about to do that. <laughs> We're about to go yeah. into November. See, I can use that one. Okay. Uh, it's the perfect time of year <laughs> to cozy up with a big bowl of popcorn and watch nine straight hours oh. of Lord of the Rings trilogy. And if you're looking for something great. else fun to do, you could watch The Hobbit, the old 80s version. The cartoon? Cartoon yeah. scary <laughs> Hobbit yeah. that we used, to got, we used to have to be forced to watch in school. Did and you watch that in school? In school. We had to read My The Hobbit and then we watch watched The Hobbit oh. and it was horrible. <laughs> it's <was> so scary. <laughs> it's not a school movie, I'll give you that. <laughs> it is it is pretty weird. Especially very, the animation style is very weird. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's very weird. It's off putting, but you should end with that. Maybe you could make it a family. <laughs> You're really movie selling night. it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Jamie, Tyler, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. Um, we have a lot to cover, um, but I kind of wanted to start with just getting to know you guys. Um, I, you know, I've, I've talked to you at functions every once in a while. You guys definitely talk to Tyler Frankie a lot more than me. I stay here in my cave and do audio and video things. <laughs> so I think this is great. I'm excited to chat with you guys. Um and let's let's get into it, Jamie, Tyler, whichever one of you wants to, you know, take the cake first. Uh, <laughs> tell me where you're from. Where how did you come to Canby? I'll let Tyler kick it off. <clears throat> um, so I was actually born and raised in Canby. Yeah. And yeah, so spent my whole whole life in Canby. Went through Karis Elementary School. All right. And then uh, on to Ackerman Middle School, and then uh, Canby High School. And then uh, after that, went to college and came back and started working in Canby. Um, you know, I, I remember um, as a kid going and experiencing all the many things that Canby has to offer, such as the, you know, back then it was like the general Canby days mm -hmm. um, and then the Clackamas County Fairgrounds, you know, always going there, raised uh, pigs in 4-H there. Yeah. And so... What year did you graduate from Canby? 2010. Oh, okay. All right. So, 2010, Sweet. graduate high school. And then um, came back and worked at um, the Canby Herald, Hope Village, Clackamas County Fairgrounds for four years. So that was really cool to like have that connection of yeah. going there as a kid and having that experience and then coming back and working there as uh, the marketing manager there and uh, for four years. And then now I'm here at the city of Canby in economic development. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you you grew up here in town. You raised pigs, <laughs> and then you're like, "This is this is the place for me. I'm gonna one day. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna run this joint." <laughs> it's always it's always had a special place in my heart. I've always loved what Canby has to offer. It's been such a nice, uh, you know, quaint town, but also like you're close to the mountains. You're close to Portland. You're close to Salem and the beach. Like it has all the great. Uh, location 
um, amenities yeah. that a, a town would have while also having that small small town feel of knowing everybody and you know people look after you and there's just a sense of community here which is amazing yeah and if you went if you went to Karis I'm, I'm kind of assuming you lived a little bit on the outskirts of Camby yeah so you were you were like true and proper country can be <laughs> with pigs <laughs> something with, like well, that well i mean th- yeah <laughs> uh, it's not uh too far off to to know someone who lived in town who would who would have pigs somewhere like at a friend's house or a red- relatives yeah. um but you were you were doing the farm thing uh, like my my wife was all the way out on like Casto Road. Oh, nice. Um, she was almost Beaver Creek, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she came to Canby, and and so she kind of got both the the country life and city yeah experience. Was that the same for you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, kind of on the outskirts, but then still, you know, coming to town every day and all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, I grew up. <clears throat> I I lived. I I think I've lived in almost every single apartment complex that existed before like 2010 I think I hit every single one <laughs> I should have gotten punch cards <laughs> that's awesome so I get a free rent <laughs> uh, and so like there was definitely an experience to be had in town like on the logging road there mm-hmm. used to be uh, I don't know if, if this was a thing that you experienced but there was something called the eight track no, no? I mean I've heard of it but I yeah. haven't really like so it doesn't exist one. anymore yeah. but it's where there's that that power grid the i don't know right. the facility right off of the logging road between logging road and 99e that used to be just a patch of dirt and trees and a bunch of us kids turned it into like an eight track uh biking oh, area yeah 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 for like bicycles. like just yeah bicycles like motocross not motocross okay. no we weren't that cool <laughs> i was like 7 years old i <laughs> lived in the apartments across the the way and we would go over and so that was what we did on on a sunny afternoon. Sounds like fun. Yeah, man. What sort of things were were you were you up to, other than raising pigs? I mean, was that your thing? Was was, was that what you were up to? No, I really enjoyed uh, you know riding my bike around. You know, I, I definitely remember doing stuff like that and playing basketball with friends and just hanging out and doing lots of activities outside, being outside fishing and uh, yeah. I feel like he just described his last weekend also, just <laughs> for the record. Not much has changed yeah. in, in my what well, I know of him. Well, when you find now. perfection, right? Yes. Like, you just stick just to stick the formula. Just change it? Good. Yeah. <laughs> but now the kids he rolls around with are his own. It's a little yeah, bit different. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How many kids you got? So, um, I have four kids, two boys and two girls, and raising them in Canby now, which is yeah. really exciting to you know, have them have some of those same experiences. We live in town now, so it's, um, you know, not that same location, but it's, it's nice that, yeah, like I said, they, they, we get to experience the community in similar ways and, um, it's just fun. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Jamie? Opportunities that like things that I didn't necessarily do growing up. So like one of the things I like to do is they like to just go to the skate rink or the skate park. I guess you call it. Yeah. And like not have any bikes or anything and just run up and down. <laughs> up and down. This, it's the safest way to play there, right? It's like, okay, I guess if this is what you got. Can we go there and like just run? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, yeah, that's, that place got built up when I was a kid and I was terrified <laughs> to head over there. Like it was intense. Right. 
like uh, all all the cool kids with their skateboards and stuff. And I was not. I was not going to do it. <laughs> I broke my arm running. I don't need to be on something that's going to propel me faster. Yeah. I've I, never done skates or anything like that. <laughs> I was on a skateboard once and I um, my brother helped me. And as soon as he let go, I fell and I, I was bloody. And that's, I think, the last time I was ever on a skateboard. <laughs> First and last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mastered it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. Um, so, Jamie, how about you? Where, where did were you born and raised, Canby? No, no, no I'm a, a, I guess a relative newcomer to Canby uh, as far as people from Canby are considered. I've been here for <laughs> about eleven and a half years. Oh, very new. Um, so yeah, I've been with the city. Fresh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know where Thriftway is, right? <laughs> barely, <Okay>. barely. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I was actually born in Portland, and my family was in the newspaper business. So, telling stories and learning about people, those kinds of things. It's really near and dear to my heart, um, but I was born in Portland, and when I was four, my dad took a job um, in Michigan, and so he moved his, at that time, small family to Michigan, and we lived in Grand Rapids, Michigan for, I think, somewhere between three and six months before he uh, got word that he had been transferred again, and my mom was, you know, out out to here pregnant with their third, and yeah. so we moved um lived in Bay City, Michigan for three years where my sister was born. And then um, he was transferred again to New Jersey. Oh, wow. Um, so a little bit of a difference there. We lived in New Jersey from when I was seven until when I was 15. So when people think that the reason I talk fast is because I drink a lot of coffee, that's only partially <laughs> true. But the formative years of my life yeah. were, you know, New Jersey. And yeah. so uh, when I was about 15, um, my parents wanted to move closer to their families, which were both based in Portland, Oregon. And my dad took a job in Yakima, Washington, and he's been there ever since. I completed my high school there and promised never to go back uh, <laughs> other than for visits. I went to school at Washington State University and then um, was looking for a job at, I think, about 23, 24 years old. And um the Committee for Downtown Yakima, which was a downtown association in Yakima, they were looking for a programs administrator. And so I I moved back to Yakima, took the job. I thought I'd be there for a year, and I was there for three. Um, and that's where I got my start in economic development, community engagement. It's it's I I just learned to love community and to love to love business and have a different kind of appreciation for the businesses that serve our community. Yeah. Um, and uh, during that time, our organization lost our major funding source. And so I was looking for jobs and I basically just applied for any job that was near friends or family. And at the time, my grandfather was still alive and living in Portland. And then I have three sets of aunts and uncles that live locally. And I text my my aunt Bridget, who I'm very close with, and I said, what do you know about Canby, Oregon? And she responded with a one word text, which is just flowers, hmm. which <laughs> I guess is a good enough reason to apply for a job. And I, um, I, I think what she was actually just hoping you'd pick up flower right. on the way home. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Darn it. Wrong Darn flowers. it. <laughs> Missed an opportunity, but found an opportunity. We found a new one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I, started June of 2012 as the Main Street Manager. And Main Street's a national program that focuses on small downtown development. 
um, specifically in small downtowns or neighborhoods, if you think about like the Pearl District or Mm -hmm. um, neighborhoods in that way. Um, And from there, I worked my way into the economic development director position. And about two years ago, I also um, took on the role of communication specialist for the city because we did not have at that time someone whose focus was communications. Our department, economic development, did a lot of it because with our focus on events and marketing and those kinds of things, we are out one of the more outward facing departments. Um, But the need actually came um, during the ice storm in 2021. Mm. And I was on a call with other directors and we were trying to determine how we were going to get the information um, that we needed to get out to the community, out to the community. And I said, well, I can create it if if someone can post it to the city's Facebook page. I didn't even have access to that because we have our Can Be Business Facebook page. Sure. And from that emergency, the need was identified and the city administrator at the time and I you know, started to talk about what we thought that the role could look like. So part of my role is to also do communications um, yeah. for the city, which I actually really love because I love to talk. I love to engage. I love this community. Um, and, you know, frankly, it has allowed me to work with different departments or to work with other city departments in different ways than I was previously. Yeah. Um, so it's been a really fun time. And um, also in my time with the city, I, I got my master's in business administration. Nice. So um, completed that in 2021 um, during COVID. So it was a it was an interesting, it's been a really interesting time. And I've been yeah. here, like I said, 11 and a half years. And I, I love this community. So I want to jump back a little bit mm-hmm. um, to when you were seven, Kay. just a little bit. You moved to New Jersey. Uh, well, I guess we're moving from 15, uh, 7 to 15, you were in New Jersey, and then you moved back to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. What was what was that like? Oh, you mean you... it was horrible. <laughs> Not that the West Coast was horrible, but to take, I mean, where we lived in New Jersey, it wasn't East Coast, it wasn't Jersey Shore, it wasn't... New York City. It wasn't that kind of sure. East Coast life. There's, I mean, there's a lot of other access, land out right? there. Right? There's a lot just... of land, and oddly, coming here to the Garden Spot, which is what Canby's known as, you know, Jersey's the Garden State. Yeah. So there's a lot of beautiful land too. Um, we lived in a town called Robbinsville, which I always say um, reminds me of that movie Pleasantville, where yeah. like every other house is the <laughs> same. And but we lived in this really quiet suburban, you know, neighborhood, and and just had a great. A great life and I understand now as an adult why my parents wanted to be closer to their family and their roots but to take that move and we moved um, I think it was December 9th of 1999 so the middle of my sophomore year in high school yeah and to leave all of the friends that I've known and and the you know my my most f- formational time and then moved to Yakima, Washington. And my parents actually didn't move to Yakima. They moved to Silo, Washington, which is outside <laughs> of Yakima. But it doesn't usually show up on a map. Yeah. So that map dot is just Yakima. But um, it was really, really hard. It was a challenge. But I, I'm someone that I went to eight grade schools and two high schools. Yeah. Um, so the challenge of having to readjust and to put myself out there um, 
most people who know me now don't think that this is possible. But when I need to be quiet, I'm very good at being quiet. So <laughs> for about a year and a half, I'd say when we moved to Sela, I was um, I was like wallpaper. Yeah. Like I've met people as an adult where we went to not only did we go to the same high school, but graduated within a year of each other and did not know each other. Yeah. And um, so so it was really, really difficult. But also, you know, I did meet I, I, I met some good friends and one of those good friends is still my best friend to this day. And she and I went to college together and really built something wonderful. But nice. it was a really hard transition. Um, but I know it is something that was important to our family to be close. We're a very close family regardless of where we live. But also, you know, it, it pushed me outside of that comfort zone. Um, and... I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And I know what it's like to move around a lot. Uh, when I was seven, I, my dad took us to Pittsburgh. Oh. And uh, I spent a couple of years there and, you know, transitioning from Knight Elementary to, I don't even remember the name of it. Some, I don't know, probably it William, Pennsylvania guy. Um, elementary I don't remember <laughs> but like the transfer from one to the other it's it's crazy for a, a child to do and then uh, a couple of years later I you know on the east coast they do um, like fifth grade is middle school or something and I can't I can't quite remember it and so I went to middle school I was in middle school and then we moved back to Oregon right. all of a sudden I'm back in elementary school and my brain exploded with like wait what I don't understand <laughs> that um, and then, yeah, and then I went through the rest of my career in Canby. And so, like, and, and like I said before, I've been, I've lived in every single apartment complex this town has to offer or had to offer. There's so many more now. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's, it's like not knowing where you're going to be is really weird. Yeah. But also it creates really interesting personality traits. Like now I'm I'm really good sitting here in this space. Like I'm I'm not always the best out in, in the world. Like Tyler Frankie's great. He he can talk to anybody and I'm I'm happy to chat with people, but I'll stick on the sidelines, you know, until I'm invited. But you get me in here and it's like let's let's chat all day and I'm I'm happy boy. So. Well it is it's interesting what personality traits bubble to the surface when you are someone that moved whether it's in town to leave for a little bit and come back mm -hmm. you know i like i said my family um we were typically put into private school but if you move to a new area you couldn't get right into the private school so we right. would be put into a public school then move to the private school the next school year which is how i racked up so many different um, schools in my years and i think that one of the things that really like it's clear is that just as much as I can be quiet, I can be engaging. Sure. You know, I can meet people where they're at. And sometimes I think that that's a good thing. But even Tyler and I were talking um, earlier this week, might have just been yesterday, where I said that one thing, and I know now as an adult that I do this, where I will meet people, and it doesn't happen with everyone, but I never know when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. But I'll meet someone and I'll, and I'll think, wow. They remind me so much of fill in the blank. It could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be someone I, I don't care for. Hmm. And I'll be 
engaging with someone, whether it's in my personal life or professional life, and just being with them, their presence, I'm like, this, I recognize something, but I think that it's actually me looking to recognize something mm. in that person. Yeah. And and I think typically to it's build a comfort. that kind of familiar Absolutely. bond with them so that you can engage with Absolutely. them Absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I've I've never I don't know if I've ever experienced that, but I think that's really interesting. It's I didn't know that I did it until I I was probably in my early 20s and I remember all of a sudden one time talking to somebody and saying, "You remind me so much of so and so." And the person said you know, well, why or how, you know, tell me more. And then I couldn't really put my finger on it. And it was something obscure. And I thought that's kind of strange. And I was almost a little embarrassed. And then I realized that the reason it happens is because I am seeking to make the connection with someone new. And while it doesn't happen, you know, more often than not, it doesn't happen. But when it does, I always have to stop myself and say, like, is this happening because I see something or is it happening because, you know, if it's some someone that you haven't had a good relationship with and then you're seeing that in someone else, is there something there to, you know, the alarm bell going off that's saying, be a little wary of this person? Mm. You know, sometimes it's the protection, but I think for the most part, it's the, w- the way that my brain processes to make connection points with people. Yeah. Dude, I'm so excited. When this remodeling project is over, our studio is going to have a full arcade and hot tub. We can play bubble bobble with our hot tub bubbles on full blast. Just got to finish downloading these blueprints and we'll be good to go. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be off the Hey, wait a minute. The plants haven't even downloaded yet? How much time is left? (laughs) Not much. It looks like uh, just about 14 hours. 14 hours? Dude, we're not building a skyscraper. It's just a one-room remodel. We have to have those plans today or we won't make our deadline. (laughs) This would not be a problem if somebody hadn't made us hit our data cap for the month by binge-watching the first four seasons of Drop Dead Diva last week. We have super slow download speeds anyway, and that just slowed us down even more because some providers reduce user speeds for going over their data limit. Well, excuse me for being captivated by Brooke Elliott's perfect balance of heart and humor. I'm only human. <laughs> Man, just let's just switch to Direct Link already. Then we would have unlimited data with upload speeds up to 10 times faster than our current provider. So we can download our plans in a snap and you can keep binge watching all your guilty pleasures. Okay, okay, I give. Please call Direct Link and get us set up. I need that hot tub and, and I do still have two seasons dropped dead even to watch. For uploads and downloads at the speed of work, visit www.directlink.coop internet or give them a call at 503-266-8111. Yeah, I, I know like I've had moments where uh, like this, this happened just the other day. Um, I went to the Oregon City um, Saturday market mm-hmm. um, and I'm walking around with my you know 18 month year old son and he's being a baby as they do and another guy who has his 18 year old daughter or 18 18 month old daughter is walking around and she's being a baby and we kind of lock eyes and there's this moment of like we get it right <laughs> i see you and I get he it. straight up came over and we like started chatting we talked for like two hours never met the guy before we just talked for two hours about 
being a dad, you know, and, and all this stuff. And like, there's, we're always looking, I feel like for a connection to be made. And when you can make it, you know, it, it, it's great. It's grand. It is. It's yeah. what, I mean, it's what it's all about. Yeah. It's why you do what you do here. It it's is. why 100%. we do what we do mm-hmm. with the city and with our local businesses. And, you know, frankly, it's what brought us literally to this table today. Much like Frodo and Sam <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I wish I understood that. Precious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, so <clears throat> we got a, we got a full resume now from, from Jamie. I know. Um, Let's, I told you I was going to answer yeah, like when no, I was in I know, the third grade. I know, and I was, <laughs> you thought I was, I was just going. making a joke. It's totally but. fine. Um, Tyler, you were in, you were working with the Clackamas County Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you transitioned to work with Jamie here. Um, tell me what that was like. Where, what happened? How did that go down? Were you just, do you wake up one day and you're like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to work here anymore. No, I mean, um, I really enjoyed my time at the fairgrounds. It was, you know, really fulfilling. And um, it was a unique uh, position in the fact that, like, there's so much things that happen year-round at the fairgrounds that people, I mean, you generally, I mean, I could say this for myself, before working at the fairgrounds, when you stay at the fairgrounds, you think of just the Camby Rodeo. yeah, Yeah, the fair, and that's all that happens. But, I mean, there's Renaissance Fair, and there's... Heck yeah, there is. Spring Garden Fair, and... There's tons of different things that happen, and it's really cool to see all those events take place throughout the year. And one of the things that really um, I had a passion for was working um, closer with the Canby businesses. Mm-hmm. And while I got that opportunity some of the time with um, at, in my position at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds, it wasn't on a day-to-day basis, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And so when this position came available, um, I I really thought that that would be something that I would fulfill what I was seeking is, you know, working Having, with the Camby businesses and b- yeah. building those relationships more locally. Yeah. And that's exactly what it did. So. Nice. Yeah. I do have to say, I don't know if you were um, at the fairgrounds when they did this, but there was the the drive-in scare thing that they did a few years ago. Yeah. And we produced like a two-hour long podcast thing that we like we put through the radio and you could listen to it while you're waiting in line. Yes, yes, yes. Genuinely, I'm not joking. (laughs) That was my favorite thing I've ever done in this studio. (laughs) Why? Because I don't mean that it shouldn't yeah. be. I just mean I need more information. So I I was excited about it because you you got introduced to Lo-Fi today when you right. came into the studio. Mm. I got to basically put together a playlist of spooky Lo-Fi because it exists. Yeah. Just type in Lo-Fi in whatever thing you want, and I guarantee it exists. So spooky Lo-Fi threw that together. We put together you know classic Halloween songs, and then Frankie and I did. You know, some we we did some trivia. We did like you know people could listen to it and try and guess questions. Um, we did a couple of little skits. My little brother and I, our our editor, he and I are always doing audio skits for stuff. So this was another thing that we could do. We read stories on it, and I was just like, this to me, <clears throat> if I was a kid and I heard this, <laughs> would would set the the precedent for what Halloween should be sitting in a car with the family, getting ready to go into the, mm-hmm. the scare fair, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. 
and listening to this fun show on yeah. the radio. Like, and, and that's what ended up happening. Me and Frankie, we got our wives. We <laughs> packed up his kids because we didn't have one at the time. <laughs> we grabbed some popcorn and we hung out in the car for. It was like it was like an hour long wait in line, yeah. but it was fun. It was enjoyable. It was fun. That's awesome. And it then you go into the scare thing, and I got. My pants scared off me, man. It was terrified. <laughs> I don't really like to be scared um, at all. And I did go to the the scare fair. Was it only one year? I think it only was one year, yeah. But at least, I guess, the first year. So yeah. the first and last. Um, well, the drive-through aspect, at least. Yeah. The drive-through yeah, one yeah, is yeah. the one I'm talking about. And I remember that and how cool it was. And, you know, I was in a car with kids you know, and teenagers, which is even mm-hmm. a different level of um, Halloween fun. Yeah, you got to be um, cool about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, not me. I'm not cool when it comes to scary <laughs> things whatsoever. Uh, I, you know, I, I get scared if someone says my name and I'm not paying attention so <laughs> it doesn't take much but uh, it was awesome and, and I remember you, what you're talking about with the podcast and my one of my favorite memories so I've known Tyler since he started at the Canby Herald we've been working together in all of his in in all of his different aspects until now where we work together on a day-to-day basis which is we have a great time and and we're I think we both feel pretty lucky about that but I remember literally you know, getting up to the gate and looking up and really far away past some cars is Tyler and just screaming at the top of my lungs. And he was like, hey, you guys made it. And he was so excited. And it's just fun when you get to see someone in their element doing what they yeah. do best. And um, and then now from from those kinds of things or we were just reminiscing about when we met when he was with the Canby Herald mm-hmm. all those years ago. Yeah. Um, How long ago was that? Uh, seven-ish years-ish. Okay. Seven, eight, so, something like that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so so you were definitely a part of the scare fair. Was that, was yeah. that a thing that, that you put on or? Yeah, it was just... definitely something that, that we put on. And um, it was kind of unique because it was during COVID. Yeah. And so nobody was doing anything. And so um, we were able to reach out to four different haunted houses. Yeah. And actually it started with one and we're like, do you guys have stuff to like fill up the whole fairgrounds? Like, let's make this happen. And yeah. they came out to the fairgrounds and they were like, uh, no, <laughs> 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 we can't deal with all of our stuff. We need full, we need three other people to join us. And so yeah. they knew people and nobody was doing anything. And so it was really cool that they, you know, brought in a total of four different haunted house from the area. I genuinely think that that was one of the best ideas that got put together during the pandemic there's a lot of businesses that had to adjust right we talked about it with the book nook last week um but a haunted house literally is a line of people all gathered together (laughs) out in the cold and then you go through a tiny little passageway (laughs) and get screamed at you know and people might touch you touch you and they're sweaty and it's like literally like the worst idea for a right. pandemic and you guys <laughs> went a, like a random Saturday it's also the worst idea. <laughs> sounds great for a random Saturday for me. Um, <clears throat> but you guys took that and you were like you know we can rise to the challenge I think that's admirable I genuinely do like even outside of the fact that I love Halloween more than anything I think that was a really cool move yeah so. I think that everybody, um, you know, working at the fairgrounds was really like trying to adapt and make the best of the situation. I think that was one of those to do it, you know? And also like, it was cool because they're like, 
learning from the professionals of putting on haunted houses, you learned a little bit more. And yeah. And then like there was crazy stuff of like, I think there was another organization that like actually had like the haunters, like tackling the cars and like, like actually really? touching the windows. And, yeah. And we were like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do that. No, but like you, it was scary enough when some <laughs> shadow like just right. runs bolts at your car. <laughs> I still remember it. It was, Look, I love haunted houses, and I don't scream. I don't yell. I'm just like, this is great. Ha ha, yeah, you got me. That's great. But there was one moment we came around a corner, and there's an actual shadow that, like, came up out of nowhere and bolted for the car. And I, ah! I'm like, all right, cool. That's that. This is this is a winner. Got me. And then, and then, I mean, that was the cool thing about COVID was, like, there was a lot of unfortunate things that came with COVID. But sure. one of the great yeah. things was the creativity that was allowed because yeah. nobody's ever done something like this. And, like, you learn and you're just doing it because, you know, trying to be creative, yeah. which is some, one of the coolest things about COVID. Yeah. So you guys overcame COVID. You guys, you, you moved over to a new – what is the exa- – I'm sorry. What is the exact department – we're the economic development and tourism department. Okay, with the I city. didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I actually heard that. If you guys said it, but. I don't think so. I don't. I think I left that off my CV <laughs> when I went through it. <laughs> the audio CV. The audio CV. Yeah. Um, so the uh, Department of Economic and Tourism, mm-hmm. Economic Development and Tourism. Yeah. 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 And which is typically just part of the Economic Development Department. Gotcha. So what do you guys do now on a day-to-day basis? What does it look like? for you guys working together making well, a town run yeah well i was gonna say i'll kick it off and then i can kick it over to you or if you want to yeah. jump in but i think one of the things uh, that makes the job so interesting is that a day-to-day day-to-day it's not the same it yeah. changes and it's i mean for us it's seasonal right so we have two large events um over the summer obviously the fourth of july can mm-hmm. be Independence Day celebration downtown and then the the big night out street dance. So during that time, it's a big focus on events. Um, we do grants, we do outreach, marketing. So everything changes on a day-to-day basis. And I think the thing that having a, you know, a very small department, we have to figure out always how we can make the most with what we have. Um, we don't have large budgets to be able to utilize to do large programming or large you know large large scale events so we have to be creative we work with lots of other departments to make that happen we work with lots of other um, outside organizations and businesses Um, but on a day-to-day basis it could be anything from talking about historic preservation grants to how we you know work on our first Thursday night market and get more engagement and more attendance to, you know, oh, we had this idea or I saw this interesting thing and I want to see how we can make it happen here in Canby. And the coolest thing is that the community, whether that's businesses or organizations or even our other departments, they help to support that in ways that they don't even realize. So um, our public works director, I'll pick on my buddy, <laughs> Jerry, um, our public works director just came. He, he reached out to me on a Saturday and said, I'm in Silverton. They're doing this this shindig is what they call sidewalk shindig. And, you know, there's something really interesting happening here. And yeah. I started asking questions. And he didn't really have much to say other than there was a lot of people, a lot of music. You could get out, move from business to business, which 
you know, actually to me sounds a lot like our first Thursday night market. But clearly they're capturing something that's making him feel like it's something worth attending and paying attention to and and replicating. And so we sat down with him to start asking questions of what made it so interesting. Yeah. So there was live music. No, it wasn't live music like one stage, Jamie. You know, it's five stages in different bars and different and, and we started to kind of get those details and while that might not be something that we do exactly here and and certainly we wouldn't probably call it the sh- sidewalk shindig just because you know we won't want to take from directly. exactly yeah. but the way that small downtowns and main street organizations or tourism all you ever hear when you're at conferences or trainings or or getting to you know sit down and get to meet who's doing things in Gladstone, for example, is beg, borrow, steal. You can't, you can't be everything. Right. You've got to take what was done here with this idea and, and make it work for your town. So, um, And many of them are, like most, 99% of them are willing to like share how they did that. Absolutely. Like here's the, the, the full-on plan and layout of how we did it. Yeah, because they're excited. For your town. They, they, they're excited that they've been able to figure out some success yeah. there, some victories. And yeah. plus, it's not like towns are competing against each other necessarily. No. We're all we're all trying to build and be for our, our citizens. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. And like I said, we've known each other for a long time. So even though we've only worked together now for a year and a half, we have that experience of working together in a variety of capacities and always getting along pretty well. And now we're a small department. It's just the two of us. I was about to ask, is it (laughs) just the two of you? It's the two of us. And, and, you know, we work um, as part of development services, which is with our planning department, which is codes and land use and, um, you know, rules. And I always say to them, like, I want to know the rules so that I can see how we can get past them and make yeah. some cool things happen. And um, but it it's just the two of us. So we're we're a pretty tight team. And that's nice. why when you offered to host, it was like, well, can we both come? We want to <laughs> absolutely we both want to <laughs> yeah. share. Yeah. yeah. So we're thrilled to do so. No, you were at the top of my list just because I, I've, Say I've seen... Say that again. You were at, <laughs> at the top of my list. There were like five people I reached out to and you were one of them. And um, just because I have seen you doing a lot of work over the last 11 years um, and being in Canby and, you know, with us focused on what's happening in Canby, it's impossible not to see what you've been doing. And so, you know, it's, I've always been excited and, and I always find it a good excuse to bring people in and get to know them better, you know, cause when you're out and about, especially when you're at an event that you're hosting and you're doing things, you're kind of, yeah, let's chat, but also I've got to keep my head on the swivel and make sure nothing's going Absolutely. wrong. Um, so I was very excited that you wanted to come in and I knew that you had moved over to the economic development and tourism department um but i didn't know what that meant to be honest and so i wanted to catch up with, with so i wasn't Tyler. at the top yeah. of your list you were like <laughs> you were like at the top of the next list that's okay that's I have, fine i have several lists that go on it's yeah. because you knew that i didn't uh watch the Lord of the Lord i of was the gonna rings. wait till you watch lord of the rings and <laughs> then, then we i were gonna have you on <laughs> when you watch lord of the rings call me okay. and we'll do another episode <laughs> there you go okay 
that we could do that. We could watch Lord yeah, of the Rings, yeah, yeah. and then you now could I'm actually have to watch you it. Could, <laughs> I know. I don't know why I'm I like, trying to sign us up for this. I like how you're like you're like not saying no, but it's very clear that you're like I don't. This probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> it might. I'll let you know. Why haven't you watched Lord of the Rings? That's I feel like it's super long. It's nine hours. Three movies. That's nine a long hours time. Long. I don't know, right? I mean, and you don't watch. Don't watch them all at once. Okay. Don't watch them all at once. Take just go like to sleep with it. Yeah, like we'll just just hang. It's, take an afternoon. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, whatever, and watch the first one, <laughs> and yeah. then let it sit, let it resonate. I mean, most of us got like a year or two between them when we first okay. watched them, right? Because I was twelve when the first one came out, and. So I was like going into theater, see it. <laughs> this is amazing. And then I would wait and yeah. then I'd go see Did it. Did you read all the books too? No. Um, I'm terrible. I'm I'm really bad at that. I I watched the no movies judgment. a thousand I, times. No. Um all the movies a thousand times and then and then I listened to the audiobook oh. of the first two. And then I started a podcast where I talk about books and I got distracted by literally thousands of other books. I so I haven't finished reading the the actual Lord of the Rings books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Tyler, you maybe you say I you'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can tell we spend a little bit too much time together. We both went to managing expectations. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears? Even chainsaws? No, that's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, or no. that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle? Wait, do you know any trivia that isn't like animal related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hair Saloon, where Camby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hair is one of Camby's longest running locally owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Camby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year. Wow, I'm legitimately like caught off. That's cool. Yeah. They also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff, some of them as young as 18. Hey, that's older than you are. Uh, dude, I'm I'm 10 months younger than you. With, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer, the Canby Wild Hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be. Furry friends, welcome. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net. Um, so as far as, uh, as you guys have been, have been, I mean, you guys had a pretty busy summer, right? Because you had these big events going on. And this is maybe not the first summer back from the pandemic, but it certainly felt bigger it felt like there was a little bit more um, weight to it. There was a lot going on. So what was that like for you guys? The having the events back since COVID? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And really the outpouring of the community to support the events. Um, I mean, I came as a spectator before because I wasn't – um, with economic development with the city of Canby during the time before COVID. But I could just tell, like, seeing them on afterwards, it was amazing. The outpouring of people showing up and wanting to, you know, take 
be part of the events that were put on. It's, it was yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. And the thankfulness of like, oh, thank you guys for, you know, continuing to put this on. And I think people were thankful for, you know, events across the board. I mean, I know from, you know, fairgrounds and, and stuff like that during that time, you know, people were thankful for everything that you put on. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and looking at our two summertime events, I mean, they have both grown year after year. So Independence Day used to be General Canby Days. The right. city took that on in 2016 was our first year. Uh, we also have the street dance, which we kicked off in 2015. And they those events, both of them have grown year after year which is exciting and super fun to be part of. Right. But then, um, you know, you stop that momentum with COVID. And um, in 2021, we the city opted not to host the Independence Day because of the rules and regulations that were still in place about COVID, but felt that the Big Night Out street dance would be something that we'd be able to take on. And um, we made that decision at the beginning middle I guess more middle of July and Mm -hmm. the street dance is at the end of August so we had about five weeks to from when we heard go to when the event was going to happen and and I just remember saying to the city administrator you know I think we can make it happen but we need a very clear you know we need clear direction and he said let's go I the the mandates had changed enough and we just went to work and and the the greatest thing is when you have an event and you're there and you've worked all day and all of the lead up to the event and you know for the fourth of july we show up at 5 a.m for the street dance we show up at 7 a.m and the first time you see someone who's not a volunteer not city staff not a friend or family member but a true attendee of the event that's just there because all of the pieces came together and it goes, you go, all right, it worked. Like someone showed up and let's hope more people show up (laughs) than just that one. But it's been incredible to see the events and just to, it's just, they're so fun. And I do, I think you're right. Like people are really happy to be back and at it and having fun and dancing in the streets. Yeah. You have, you once described yourself to me as uh, the Leslie Nope of Canby. So I can only imagine five weeks to plan one of your biggest events of the year uh, was just really just a fun challenge for you. <laughs> it was a fun challenge. <laughs> I imagine a binder yeah. came out. You know, yeah. Multicolored. Well, it, it, we have a, it's a, <laughs> I'm embarrassed now. It's a multicolored <laughs> spreadsheet and it outlines exactly how that event was supposed to go. And I will say this, that while so so Tyler's role, Tyler is the economic development and tourism coordinator, and I'm the economic development director. And as he said, he wasn't with the city when we came back from COVID, but it, it wasn't necessarily my direct role to be hosting that event, but that's where we found ourselves. And so I pulled out the trustee spreadsheet that outlines all of the different aspects that go into it. And, you know, you start to make the phone calls where you're calling the people who, obviously the businesses, like we're doing this. Are you in? And but we all built this together. You know, yeah. it's it's grown slowly over time, but the concept came together in twenty. I think it's we started talking about it probably in twenty fourteen, and Ken Arigati, who owns the backstop, was like, "There's something happening in West Lynn, and they do a street dance, and it's really successful. And let's 
let's see if we could do something like that. And through his his direction and efforts, he started bringing people together. So Mallory Gwynn was at the Chamber of Commerce as the director at the time. Yeah. I was the Main Street manager. Uh, the mayor was there. We hosted our meetings in the back of um, Ebner's Custom Meets. Yeah. And and we, you know, we packed together and, and started to determine what we all brought to the table that was unique. And obviously through that time, it was like, well, the city is going to be in the position to take on the the lead of organizing. And so I had several years under my belt before turning that event over. And then when we got it back, especially after COVID, COVID it's like you just call your friends up. Are, yeah. Okay, Ken, we're, we're going to do the street dance. Are you ready? Are you? He's I'll call the the stage and sound guy he you know and so people really showed up not just at the event but to make it happen and you know it's an event that i got to help create so yeah. there's not really an aspect of it that i don't understand sure but yeah i mean doing I, it long I, I leslie noped kind of, that thing yeah. and i i remember feeling nervous all the way up to the point because you think are people even ready to come out yeah. and they came out in droves and it was awesome and um I retain my my Leslie Nope hat for the rest of my days. And if I am Leslie Nope, then our public works director is Ron Swanson. Nice. And if anybody's ever had the the um, pleasure of watching pleasure of getting to meet him and pleasure of knowing Parks and Rec, you would know that that is not a stretch. So Tyler, two questions. Um, the first is, what was it like to be like brought into that? Like when she pulls that spreadsheet out. <laughs> <laughs> is that intimidating or is that something where you're like, nah, this is, I'm ready for this? No, I like it. Um, I've, I'm, I'm big on organization and, and seeing all that. And it was really easy. It made it really easy to like come in and, and do that work because it was all lined up and ready to go and bullet pointed and colored, color coordinated. And it was all good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So what, what did you enjoy about coming into that project where it's because this th was this your first time when when that happened no 2021 I... and then tyler joined us in 2022 right okay okay so then this year a little bit more chill a little bit more calm i'm assuming not not like tomorrow it's happening correct a little so, bit more time <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like to come in on that project then um you know as things are kind of unfolding this is your first year i mean very smoothly i mean like i said everything was lined up and ready to go um and i had experience with events in the past so you know uh my experience with the fairgrounds and all the events that were held and put on um you know that helped me in in this role as well and while i do have a passion for the the community aspect of things i really love the uh, the event side of things and putting those on and, and oh, being nice. part of that so yeah that was awesome he makes it look easy yeah he's he's the steady hand um and especially with events where you know it so 2022 was his first year so now we've had another summer so he's been able to do fourth of july and street dance but i'm you know ultimately by yourself with support and it's just it's cool to see the ways that he's been able to take it make it his own and and just his approach to bringing people together it's it's phenomenal yeah what would you say is one of the biggest challenges of coming on and and kind of taking that over hmm i can't think of anything <laughs> off the top of my head which is like he's he's 
you know, praying that you move on to the next question so he doesn't well, have to. Can you have was, Jamie leave the room? No. Yeah. <laughs> the follow-up no, really question was, was, yeah. was very much, uh, who do you think you are in um, oh. Parks and Recreation? But I'm assuming, have you seen it? <laughs> have you seen Parks and I've seen parts of it, but oh, okay. I'm really bad with names, so I don't know. Like, I don't know who I would. <laughs> so, Jamie, who is he? I would he? have to think on that. Yeah. He's. For um, all our listeners who haven't seen Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's uh, it's a good show. It's a really good show. It's a very good show. Yeah. Um, well, I I know we're we're kind of coming up to the end here. Um, so I guess I I do want to ask, like, y- you guys have your your fingers on the heartbeat, the pulse of Camby. You you kind of know what's going on. What are the big things that you're excited about? Or even, I mean, like, next week's Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. Um, <laughs> what are you guys excited about in in Canby? Um, I'm excited about a lot of things happening um, here close, and it actually uh, allows the opportunity to do a little plug for all the things that we got going on. Heck yes, it does. <laughs> um, like you said, Halloween, thousands of kids, families come downtown. All most all the businesses are open, and you know, passing out candy. It's a great opportunity to you know see what the downtown has to offer. There's a you know, a plethora of businesses and in, you know, a lot of different categories um, and selling lots of different products and services. And it's just a great opportunity to see what they have to offer. And, and again, that community aspect of, you know, meeting another person and maybe even seeing people that you've known for a long time. It's, it's a really cool and awesome event that I yeah. really enjoy um, being part of. And, and then, um, Starting in November, we'll have the the first Thursday night markets. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a consistent thing that we have going on every month, and so that'll be uh, November second this year, uh, from five to eight p.m. And it's just another opportunity to to see what businesses we have to offer, and at a different time. So usually, you know, you wouldn't be able to go off of work and experience some of the businesses. I mean, a lot of there are some businesses that stay open later, but all the businesses participating stay open until eight. And um, it's just a great, again, community event to see see what Camby has to offer. And then um, for our second year, we're going to do the Shop Local Camby campaign. And okay. so um, aligning with uh, Small Business Saturday on November 25th, we'll be offering a, um, a punch card with 10 punches on it. And to get one punch, you got to spend $10 out of participating businesses. A participating business, and then uh, once you fill that up, you you can enter in for um, a fifty dollar gift card or whatever um, businesses have donated for that nice. that campaign. So it's really it was awesome last year. I think we we had over three thousand cards with a, at least a punch or something. So lots of lots of activity, and we're looking to just you know continue that on and further that that campaign and help our local businesses through this uh holiday season heck yeah um and that'll go through december and then end on january's uh first thursday night market gotcha um and then one of my all-time favorites is light up the night which is Mm. december 1st the first friday of december and santa claus will be coming to canby yeah. Uh, so bring the kids down. They'll start with a lighted parade at six o'clock, um, and that'll go through downtown, and then end in Wait Park, where Santa Claus will will join us up on uh, the gazebo. 
And um, I was I was talking to Kayla about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, how we we love the light up the night that they do the the parade and that there's like the truck that goes through <laughs> and, yeah. and stuff. Uh, Halloween also needs that. Like we uh, mm. we were talking because when I was a kid, we used to do haunted house in our garage. Yeah, mm. and how there's a ton of people that just build their own little haunted houses in their yeah. garage and and garages and stuff. And uh, and like we need to put something together for Halloween where it's like a tour, of the haunted tour of Canby or something. I feel like that would be dope. That would be really so, cool. So, you know, hit me up whenever you guys are ready for that <laughs> next year. <laughs> so, yeah, that um, and then that pretty much um, after that will be another first Thursday in December. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, we'll be into the next year with more events and yeah, so I'm really excited for this next, uh, you know, this fourth it quarter seems like of it events. Gets busy for you guys. It's it's another busy season, which yeah. is really fun and exciting. It's all it's all busy. I yeah. always say, oh well, when we're done with yeah, this, know, right? we'll have time, and then we'll be done with this, and we'll have time, and then finally, I just said we got to stop saying that yeah. because there's always something. Yeah, and you know, obviously, we are in the business of supporting our businesses. So where right. when we have Halloween, yes, it's to get candy into the the community and the kids and having that, but having them walk into the businesses and having parents say, oh, I didn't know that this business was there. Oh, that's what they sell. You know, that kind of thing. That that happens year round. First Thursdays happen year round. Um, but so it's, it's such a fun time, I think, especially because while the world slows down a little bit and, and you know, we're still busy, it's about really supporting our, our local businesses and, you know, COVID was not kind to small businesses. Mm-mm, not at all. Or big businesses, but some of them it was, it was I guess. Um, so, so <laughs> you know, being able to slow down and get people back in the doors, even if it's just, it's not a cash register ringing, it's just the familiarity of where people are located and, and you know, who is downtown and what they sell so that then when they, when, you know, a parent or a guardian or an adult needs something or you know has some extra time and money they come downtown that's kind of what now is about and then you have you know small business saturday which people know about that's great the shop local can be is something we did last year to build off of that and to help highlight our businesses and so it really starts to focus on in a in a special way because can be so special around the holidays of just remembering and taking a moment to to shop locally, to be with our businesses. Um, and, you know, they need it. They, yeah. they, they'd be the first ones to to tell you. But I think most of our businesses are, are too kind to want to shout that. But we, you know, if you can shop small and you can mm-hmm. shop local, please do so. It matters. Even if it's a $5 item, it matters. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it's a really special time. And, you know, the holidays in Canby are, it's just special. Our, our parks and public works teams do a great job of decorating downtown, and yeah, they do. it's really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things also, and I, I just would be remiss if we finished without without saying this, but the city is undergoing a comprehensive plan update, which planning, you know, can seem like, well, where where does my voice fit in with that? And 
one of the things that I've been doing with working our planning department is identifying the ways that we can engage with our residents, with our business owners, with our community members, and hear their voices. So for instance, um, November 14th, we're having a community summit. It's going to be held at the Canby Police Community Room. Um, and and that's open to the public at 6 p.m. But there's lots of opportunities to get involved or to learn more, to hear um, to hear how things are progressing and to, to make sure your voice is, is heard. And so um, if anybody that listens to this or yourself is interested in attending the community summit, please do so. And, um, you know, if, if someone's looking for more information, they can reach out to myself, to Tyler, or to anybody in our planning department. We'd be more than happy to talk t- about it. And part of this is a requirement through the state. You're supposed to identify 20-year land supply for residents and for um, for commercial properties. Mm-hmm. Um, employment lands is what they call it. But also, the last one that we did was done in 1984. So we're actually a little bit behind the times. Yeah. But the growth that we've seen and the transition we've seen in Canby with our industrial park, with our downtown, with I mean, you said it. We, there's more apartments in Canby today than there was before. That's yeah. a great thing. Yeah. And I bet a lot of those came in probably in the last five to ten years. So yep. that development, taking a taking a look at what we have, how we are growing, and the smart ways to continue to grow over time, that's what's going to keep Canby special and keep our small town atmosphere at the forefront of everything that we do. And and that's why we do the job that we do is because Canby is special. This yeah. isn't just some town or a job or an event, but it's Canby and it's economic development and it's light up the night. It's all the things that matter because it's truly unique and special. And we're really lucky to do it. Absolutely. Tyler, anything else? Summed it up perfectly. <laughs> uh, well, we'll make sure we get all of uh, any links or any of that information yeah. from you guys so we can put it down below in the description of, of the episode wherever you guys are listening to it. Jamie, Tyler, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me in the studio. Uh, listener, if you want to reach out to them, we'll have all of that information down below. Uh, make sure you, you check out all of the events that are happening right now and until the end of the year and then you know in the new year i'm sure there will be some oh, more yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> um and if uh if you want to uh reach out to me and if if you're interested in being in the studio and uh chatting about Camby and all the fun stuff that that's going on around town uh please feel free to email me at clausen at Camby first Um, And with that, I'm going to say thank you. Stay safe. Stay warm because it's starting to get cold out there. And make sure you enjoy spooky season because Mm -hmm. it's it's here. It's going to happen. It's going to get real spooky out there. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Hey, I'm AJ. I'm your uh, local Oddmos franchise owner. I'm Mike, co-founder of Oddmos. And we're the hosts of The Odd Pod, a podcast about life in the pizza industry. We're going to have on some franchisees. We're going to have some different vendors on. We're going to get a snapshot of what goes on behind the scenes in the, the pizza world. Don't forget to tell them about the sports. They're sports. And the crazy wacky pizza that we have every Wednesday that we create. And we also have a special guest every week as well. And I'm Gage, Odd Pod senior sports analyst. Gage, who gave you that title? me oh boy find us on spotify and apple music 
and the Podbean. Now Hear This Can Be is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Can Be by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned, full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe, and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. Um, I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though. (laughs)